It is a Monday edition of Derb's Take, Episode 7 coming up. The Tiebreaker Games 2 game 163s are currently going on. Cubs, Brewers, right now tied at 1. Later today at 4 o'clock, we got Rockies and Dodgers. Little predictions on those, what we can see for the upcoming wildcard games happening tomorrow, NL wildcard, and then Wednesday, A's go to the Bronx. We have all MLB updates and a little review of week four of the NFL coming up. Stick around. Almost the end of the Major League Baseball season as we have two extra games, two game 163s happening today for the NL Central crown and the NL West crown. Both losers of those games will be in the NL wildcard game tomorrow. So that game is going to be even more interesting with these games going on. Usually you have, you know, it's all set in stone. Today would have been a very nice off day to prepare for the one game playoff, the one game elimination. But now all four of these teams are playing and losers will go on to face each other in the NL wild card. And it's it, this the NL race has been so great, especially with the AL having been set in stone for for weeks. There's there was 300 game winners in the Red Sox Yanks and Astros that the divisions were they were they were known we knew the winners of the division and the Yankees were able to clinch the home field advantage for the wild card game this past Friday when they beat the Red Sox but this NL this NL race has been so great an emerging MVP candidate in Christian Yelich who I think is going to win the MVP after such an incredible second half. He's now only one RBI and a home run short of the Triple Crown. So maybe later in the game, they're into the sixth right now. Maybe later in the game, he can get his fourth hit. Yes, he's already three for three. And he can get his fourth hit, maybe make it a home run and, and have that case for the Triple Crown. I can't really make any NL wildcard predictions until it's really set in stone. But for the AL, the red-hot Oakland A's, the Moneyball 2.0 team, the team with the lowest payroll in the majors, 97 wins. They're going into the Bronx. I think it's going to be I think it's gonna be a great game. And uh, Starters haven't been announced yet. If it's either Severino, Tanaka, Happ, those are the Yankees' options. Oakland, who do they really go? I don't know who they're going to go to. I think it's going to be more of a bullpen-esque game, even for both teams. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game, something around the 7-6 to six range, maybe maybe 8-7. There's going to be a lot of home runs. I think I think combined, there's, there's going to be probably four home runs in this game. Chris Davis, 47 bombs. The Yankees, who broke the single-season record, in, with home runs, as they did it in Boston. They were able to break that. Glaber Torres broke that streak. And they also broke a streak with that home run. Every position, one through nine, in the order, 
hit over 20 home runs. It's, it's, really, it's really remarkable. It's really remarkable. I've been riding Oakland all year, and I'm riding them to win this game. It's going to be even harder in the Bronx, I know. And again, you, it's an 101 team, but Oakland's got 97. I'm, <laughs> the top teams in the AL have been beyond good. Yanks are going to be the favorite here. Obviously, they're home. And they're probably going to have the better start. But until the magic, until it's all said and done, and you tell me that it's officially over, I'm riding with Oakland. I like them. I think Chris Davis, Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, one of these guys is going gonna, is gonna to hit a big home run. And again, it's going to be high scoring. And I, So I don't think that the starters are going to go that deep in the game. We saw Severino didn't make it out of the first inning against the Twins last season, and it became that bullpen game. And the with that bullpen, both bullpens very good. With these bullpens, the game's going to be shortened. Obviously, we know the guys at the Yankees having Robertson, Patances, Chapman. These are headline relievers. Oakland, not bad. Blake Trinan has had one of the best relie- reliever seasons. This year with a sub one and a half ERA. Familia as their setup guy. Ryan Buchter, the lefty hard thrower. It's going to be a great game. Like I said, I, th- I think it's going to be Oakland 8, Yankee 7. And it, yes, all, all the Yankee fans listening can say, Nick, shove that opinion. Yanks are taking it, but you know me. I will bet, I will bet the money. I'll bet my money against the Yanks. I will never bet for them. And that's why I see Oakland winning 8-7 on Wednesday. Tune in. It's going to be another great wild card game. Derb's Take is sponsored by the Lazy Laker Laundry Service, an Oswego company to provide on- and off-campus students with a reliable wash and fold. Limited washers and dryers are a hassle in the dorm rooms, especially with a busy schedule. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at the Lazy Laker, or log on to LazyLakerLaundry.com to put your orders in now. Sam Darnold's our savior. The Jets are back. They're back for real. We got our guy. That lasted about a week. The New York Jets are now a wonderful one in three as they lost to Jacksonville in blowout fashion as the offense didn't show up again. And I'm not blaming Darnold in any sense of, of the words. But if <laughs> I've seen the narrative before. I I got them winning seven games, the Jets. They're gonna be seven and nine. I think they could, you know, they might win only six now. But if you thought that they were going to be in contention with this rookie quarterback, he's got a lot to learn. He's got a lot of growing to do. It doesn't just happen when you, when you throw him into the fire and go, hey, good luck. You're, you're going you're, you're gonna to be our savior in one year. It's going to be a process, and I trust Sam. I don't trust Todd Bowles, though. Oh, my goodness. The monotone shit is still, still doesn't have anything to, to tell us Jets fans to give us any hope. I didn't even watch the game. I'm all the way up in Oswego. I, I watched the Packers shut out the Bills. And I saw Josh Allen throw five for 27 or something. 
But this whole optimism, optimistic thought of gangrene, we're going to... They might win next year, even the year after that. But this year, it's... It was a, let's see what we got. We're throwing Sam in for that first year to get his rookie season, see how he does. Nothing else to expect. The offense didn't show up. Defense gave up 31 points. Have to move on. I'm done. I'm already, I feel like I'm already done watching them. Giants also another fact game. Let the Saints roll over them. They played a decent second half. Defense played well in the, in, uh, in, the, in the first half. Second half, oh my god. Offense nowhere to be found. My favorite player in the league, Alvin Kamara, ran all over them. Three touchdowns. That third one for over 50 yards, he ran all the way to the tunnel, said see ya. That closed the game. For three touchdowns, he had, he had over 150 scrimmage yards. He's the best back in the league right now. The only one I can compare to Todd is Todd Gurley, but I Kamara's a different breed. The man doesn't even look like he's running hard down sideline, beating every beating every defensive back when he gets to the secondary. It's, it's like he's not even breaking a sweat. Special player. Special player. It looks like Odell's had Odell's had enough. the the two New the two New York teams the seasons are over. One's got a rookie quarterback starting, and it's going to be tough at one and three. I mean the de- the defense is going to. I said it earlier before the year started. Defense is going to have to win two or three games this season for them to even be a thought of the wild card, or even or even think of having a close to a five hundred or a winning record. And they got the Giants who don't have an offensive line. Eli Manning hasn't been able to sit in the pocket for more than three seconds. And Odell's wondering why he's not getting the ball. He's not got time. And the defense hasn't shown up. It's crazy. New York football's been a disaster for the past three seasons. Beyond New York. Cincinnati Bengals pulling off Andy Dalton coming through in that lat, in that under that drive towards the end of the game and winning. I'm telling you, right now it's the Bengals and the Ravens for the top of that division. Steelers defense actually played decent last night. In scoring the second half. Big Ben had nothing. Ravens' number one defense shut them down. And it was Justin Tucker hitting three field go- uh, four field goals at the end to seal the deal. Say what you want, but the la- they, they miss him. There was no running game last night. First half, they ran it five times for 15 yards. Still, Baltimore, number one ranked defense in Pittsburgh. And they embarrassed them. It was 14-all at halftime. It was looking like a shootout game. 
Flacco got two quick touchdowns. They're up 14 nothing, And the fumble by Alex Collins. They could have been up 21-0 at the goal line. Pittsburgh's in trouble. Defense can't hold anyone. Giving up six touchdowns to Mahomes the other week. Patriots came back to earth. They beat the, beat the Dolphins outright. Crushed them. Everyone was worried. Two losses in a row by Brady. Oh, please. Easy. Easy. It's not even November yet. Like, who, who, was, who was worried? Who was worried? Josh Gordon started yesterday. And he, <laughs> Brady started picking the, uh, the Miami defense to him. Shoney Michelle. James White. They got them in the mix. White had 28 fantasy points. Michelle had 17. They got, they got the, the, their backfield guys going. Especially, it's going to be huge with Rex Burkhead out for the first year. He's on IR now with the neck injury. The rookie Michelle is going to, going to be very key for the Patriots offense. Especially with losing Deion Lewis. If Brady can have a nice dual backfield with White and now Michelle coming in to, to fill in the Deion Lewis uh, hole, they'll be just fine. They're going to be fine. Move over to the NFC. Earl Thomas. All this guy wanted to do was get paid. Get the money he deserved. Poor son of a bitch. Breaks his leg. Gives a finger to the Seattle sidelines going, this is exactly what I was talking about. This is why I wanted security. That's why I wanted my money. And now in a contract year, he's out for the season. And, and what money could he get coming in next year? That's why Le'Veon Bell's doing what he's doing. It's a joke. The NFL being so, so injury pro- None of these contracts are fully guaranteed and players want their guaranteed money. And, and yesterday with, with Tom, with Earl, just goes to show you what Bell's doing. You see why. And, and it's smart. It's smart. And Pittsburgh's trying to trying to get rid of Bell with a high asking price. Because they don't want because they're not going to give him the money. If you're okay with James Conner being your back, that's fine. But if he's going to give you five, he's going to give you ten rushes for twenty yards against the number one defense, then uh, and and when you have no, when you have nothing else, then you miss him, Mike Tomlin. You miss you miss the play calling to him. I know you do. It's unbelievable how, 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 this, how the NFL is. It's crazy. How they don't protect their players financially now. But all the quarterbacks are getting their money. But not the leaders on offense in running backs or the leaders on defense at safety. Tonight, Chiefs at Denver. Mahomes finally facing a defense that is worthy. You know, top three in the AFC. Picked apart the Steelers the other week. Terrible. Can't stop any pass. It's going to be a test for Mahomes. I think it's going to be a way closer game. I could see 
especially with Denver at home. There's still Chiefs are, the, are, are a four point favorite, but I could totally see Denver pulling out. You know, a 27-24 victory, maybe even less. Twenty four, twenty, maybe getting the push of of, of the of the spread. But I think this is going to be the deal with Mahomes. Can can they start four and zero? Chiefs are always hot in the beginning of the season. They always have good Septembers. Good, good, good September, Octobers. This will be an actual test for Pat Mahomes. I think the Broncos defense are gonna, or he's gonna get, he's gonna have more pressure on him. He's gonna drop back. They're gonna probably get to him three or four times. Von Miller, stud. Twenty-four twenty, Denver. I'll take that. Boy, was it an emotional weekend for me and my fellow Met fans as David Wright took the field for the last time. He was, and he still is, the epitome, the the prime example of what it is to be a professional. Never once did he, did he complain with the, with the bad luck he drew from his back and his spine. This man was headed to the Hall of Fame before injury. By the time he was 24, he put four straight seasons. It was a 300 average, over 25 home runs, over 100 RBIs. 07, he finished... Probably should have should have finished higher in the MVP race, but he had four top ten finishes in, in the MVP voting. New York as a whole is gonna miss this man because he was our captain, the New York Mets captain. You don't find that type of leadership anymore. You don't find that heart. You don't find that great. You don't find a man spending his entire career with one team. 14 seasons. 14 years. I was crying like a baby when they took him out in that fourth inning. He gave us everything he had. He worked endless, tireless hours to get two more at-bats and four innings. And I bet you, if you asked him, was it worth it, he would say, you bet your damn ass it was. The reaction that... City Field hasn't been that filled up, that electric, probably since the 2016 wildcard game. There was a playoff atmosphere to that game, and it was against the Marlins in the second-to-last game of the season. There was no meaning into it. But boy, to me, was the, that was one of the most meaningful games I've ever watched since the World Series to me. There are so many moments that he gave us that I can remember like it was yesterday, the walk-off game winner to center field over Damon's head against Mariano, the bare-handed catch in San Diego, the home run when he returned in Philly. He, brought, he came back into the lineup with thunder, as Gary Cohen called the home run in the World Series, no doubt, 
It was the one game that they won. He, he brought an energy. He brought that willingness to win. And it was such a, it was a sad day to be a Mets fan. But there was almost a sense of relief because he found some peace. I'm sure he couldn't find, there's no there's not much peace to be found when you know it ended the way it did, but I think he found peace that he was able to give it that last shot for for us. And he, you know, didn't get a hit in, the, in that last game. I'm sure he would have loved another at bat to, to give it a go. But captain, I just I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. All Met fans, they'll tell you the same. You gave us everything you had, and I couldn't thank you enough. It's time for the rant of the week. DeGrom's the Cy Young. DeGrom's the Cy Young. DeGrom's the Cy Young. DeGrom's the Cy Young. If you tell me any differently, you obviously haven't been watching. Because the man finished with a 1-7 ERA, 10-9, 260 strikeouts, and a whip of .96. And you still have the Washington National Twitter adding MLB. But Scherzer leads the league in Ks and Ks per walks and Ks per nine and innings and wins. Every metric surrounding strikeouts. When did did strikeouts become the number one pitching statistic that puts you over the top? How about zeros? How about zeros? DeGrom broke... The single season record with consecutive quality starts. DeGrom didn't give up five runs in one start this season. What? But you still you still have the audacity to tell me that he's not the Cy Young. The man's gonna get MVP votes. Nothing Scherzer's gonna get. Scherzer's not gonna get one MVP vote. Especially with Yel- with the rise of Yelich. It's gonna be you're gonna have MVP votes of Yelich. DeGrom and Javi Baez. I'd like to know how many first play votes DeGrom gets because I bet you he gets them. I bet you get some. This man played on a terrible team who gave him no run support and somehow squeezed out 10 wins. If the Mets score four runs in every start, the man's undefeated. Wins over 20 games easily, outright. You know, if you, ex- if you exclude, you know, what the bullpen would do after the starts, even if four runs are scored, but he's an easy 20-game winner. Enough. The last three weeks of the season, you saw Nola and, and Scherzer get roughed up, but where was DeGrom? Consistent. Last start of the season, eight shutout innings. Win. Win.
it's it's so the award it's not clear anymore. It might have been tight a month ago. If you don't have an outright winner and if it's not and if it's not Degrom, then I'm sorry. You just again, like I said, you haven't been watching. He had a t- a top five pitching season ever. He had one of the best pitching seasons ever. The only guys to do what DeGrom did this year was, was Doc Gooden and Ron Guidry. 78 and 86. You don't see these seasons often. It might be the last time you see a season like this in your lifetime. DeGrominant. He pitched so well against over 500 teams. It didn't matter who he faced. And even, and even when he wasn't getting wins, hey, I'm just trying to put up zeros, trying to give my chance a team, uh, just, just give my team a chance to win. He's the most humble man. And even when he knows he deserves better, he'll still give you the right, hey, I'm, I'm just trying to put up zeros and, and, get, and give this team a chance to win. He's the Cy Young, take it to the bank. Fuck anyone else who says otherwise. Fuck the Nationals, fuck Max Scherzer. Bryce Harper is leaving the Nationals. Nationals going to be a shithole of a team next season. And the Mets are going to finish with a better record next season. Mark that down. I'll, I'll sign that. I'll put, my, I'll put my signature on that right now. There's no debate. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Derb's Take. I've been very inconsistent with posting and I apologize for that. The work's been getting to me. 21 credits this semester has been getting to me. And I've just been super busy. I'm back on the radio, though. WNYO, 88.9 FM, Oswego Radio. 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. A to Z Sports. Me and my boys, Zach Florio, Anthony Twomley, myself, Vinny Oles. We're giving you all sports A to Z Sunday nights. So check that out as well. As I'm not just talking sports on this platform, but... I'm over the radio waves. So I would appreciate you to tune into that also weekly. If I don't give you a weekly podcast especially, you'll hear my wonderful voice and given my takes as per usual. Have a good one, guys.